Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 217 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? It's going fine. What have you guys been up to? What's going on? Man, I, I had I had a a marriage epiphany this this past weekend, I kind of feel like. My my wife was talking about things like so, you know, her, her birthday's coming up, so I was talking about, you know, getting her stuff and you know, she's a pain. She doesn't want me to get her stuff and things like that, and it turns into a big deal. And you know, it's like I come up with a great gift, but then I get it, and then it's always like, well, that seems like it was expensive. But anyway, the, the epiphany is is that, you know, she was kind of like, I don't want things. I want experiences. So I'm kind of the opposite. Like, I'd rather things. Hey, listen, I don't mind a good experience here and there, but I'd rather things. Hmm. Anyway, so I was like, I guess I have to start doing more stuff. Like, I think that's kind of like, I guess you'll see me taking a lot more like short trips, maybe, I think. Okay. I mean, I guess that's good for the podcast because I can talk about stuff. And I kind of feel like that's what's going to happen. There's a lot of um, um, all-inclusives in like Virginia and stuff. Well, not really all-inclusives. The lodges and stuff like that, where I guess they can be semi-all-inclusive. Um, maybe doing some shorter trips like that. I don't know. Like, I'm a thing person, man. Like, give me some things to buy. Well, that's why you have the whole your whole attic show, right? So <laughs> yeah, that's why I have my whole attic show, which I, again I thought was a, a lot of the Disney stuff. This this go around, uh, hopefully people enjoyed it. You know, I always kind of look at the box before I dive into it, and I can say that even the next box has some stuff from Epcot that I was like, why, why I bought that really? Like in the eighties? Wow, okay. Like I don't know why I don't have it somewhere. I thought it was cool finding my ticket from nineteen eighty three. I feel like it should be shadow boxed, but. You know, I, I you only have so much room in the house. Shadow box. Yeah, that would you be cool. I would totally put that in a shadow box. That'd be very mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I mean, you only have so much stuff. So anyway, if you didn't watch the last episode of What's in My Attic, you know, go watch it. I don't know. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately. So I don't know. I have, we were kind of talking about the group. The group, group seems like not as many um, posts. I mean, we always get new people in and old people out. I mean, not that they leave the group, but they just, you know, kind of don't chit chat as much. Um, I just haven't had that much time, but. Hopefully in the future. I actually do. I, you know, this is, this is random, but I, I haven't responded to this email yet, but maybe I'll just read it on here and then respond to it. But um, I, I, let me read this email from a listener because uh, Melissa reached out and said, I wanted to thank you for your show and the amazing community of people on your Facebook page. I posted a few times on your page because I always know people will be helpful and kind. I worry about comments on other pages. I appreciate all the work you do. Keep up the great work. Sincerely, Melissa. So, Hey, listen, I agree. And we kind of try to keep the group that way. I just think sometimes that, right, it kind of ebbs and flows. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's, I think part of this is seasonal, though. I think spring break, a lot of people are busy. So, I mean, a lot of people may be at Disney. Who knows? Well, that's the other thing, too. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's always a little bit quieter, I think, this time of year, even with news, you know? Yeah. I mean, I got that trip coming up. And I just don't know what I'm doing yet. I just, I still haven't decided. Again, this whole conversation kind of got brought up. My wife's like, I just want to have a vacation that we can sit around and do nothing. I go, 
I could sit around and do nothing at home for free. Like, right? like that's the way I feel about vacations. She wants uh, to I agree go, with you there. <laughs> like, listen, this is not a knock, but like, if you're going to sit on the couch and read a book, like, or sit outside and read a book, like, uh, okay, like, let me do that for free. Want to be doing stuff. So I guess I have to start finding a little bit more of a happy medium, which I think this Disney trip coming up will be a little bit because Again, we're going to go to Epcot for that one day for Flower and Garden. And that's really it. And hopefully we're playing foot golf with somebody. But I, you know, I don't know outside of that. I wanted to go to the Gator World or whatever that is. I wanted to go over to Universal. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to go over to Universal and do the mini golf in one of the, uh, what's it called, rooms. Uh, escape rooms. Yeah. But which I mean, escape I don't... room are you going to do? Is there, isn't there like a, is there a Jurassic Park one? I forget what it was. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know, but I, I have to see now. Now I've kind of been, I've been thrown off, you know, kilter here with this whole, you know, I want to do stuff, but then when I want to go do stuff, I want to sit around. Like, I, yeah. I have to figure this out. This is a wife riddle that I need to kind of delve into a little bit more, it seems. Yeah, so they, they have a they have a Jurassic World one and they have a Back to the Future one, which is actually a tough choice. Yeah. I don't know which one I would do. I mean, listen, if Back probably to the Future back- is on, I'm watching it. Yeah. If Jurassic Park is on, I'm not always watching it. Especially Jurassic World. Like mm. I'll always watch the original Jurassic Park. Jurassic World is a hit or miss for me. Mm. But yeah, I'm always, you're right. I'm always watching any of the Back to the Future movies, one or one through three, any of them. I'll watch. Yeah, I mean, listen, the, the Western one is is not bad. I think it's really not. Rewatching it, it gets a little bit better, right? Like maybe the first watch you're kind of like oh i don't know but then you kind of watch it more and then i realized that maybe two is the weak one in that series you say i i really see i think it goes uh, one best two second best third i mean i think see, here, here's good. the here's the thing with two though because of what we're talking about in the future it doesn't hold up well in the future the third one still holds up well because it's the past you get what i'm saying though yeah no i, I totally get what you're saying because like you know it's the, the second tomorrowland one, problem yeah, it's it is the Tomorrowland problem. Exactly. Absolutely. I, yeah, so I think I think my new thing is going to be is that I'm going to avoid all Disney news and only do Disney YouTube stuff. Like, so I was like, I'll see something, and I was like, Why will Tron ruin everyone's trip to Magic Kingdom? Right? Like, those are <laughs> those are the sort of videos I think I'm going to start watching and and come in with a whole different attitude that's, that's rather than news. And, and I I agree with them. <laughs> That's the thing. I agree with them. I think it will ruin Magic Kingdom. Because it'll just make it too busy or like what? Yeah, I think it will. Because the thing is, it's just, I think the demographic for Tron versus the rest of Magic Kingdom is a little bit different. And listen, there's people that like them both. I get that, right? But I feel like with little, little kids, they're not going to be dealing with Tron, but you still have to deal with the amount of people that are going to be at Tron. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's, it definitely will bring more crowds to, to Magic Kingdom. I want all those, like, crazy headline YouTube stuff. Like, that's what I want to start w- watching. <laughs> okay, okay. follow-up question. Do yeah. you think Do you think um, Seven Dwarfs Mine Train ruined... Different demographic, though. It, it is, but it still brought equally as many people to the park, but it was just but, so, so think about it like reasons. this. You're going to walk by a ride you can't go on versus a ride you could go on. I think that's the difference in my head, right? Because as a younger kid, you can still go on the mine train, but you can't really go on Tron. 
but but that's I also suppose. the that's also the idea though, right? Like that's why they put a thrill ride in in the park. The, the whole to point of people there, right? Having to multiple different demographics. Parks is like, dude, break up my parks by demographic, and I'm way happier. Again, <laughs> for me, like <laughs> I don't right. want to go to Magic Kingdom. It, it should have actually gone in Hollywood Studios. Absolutely, for, should have been like, there. Like but for they got, all the problem with Star Wars talked about. Yeah, yeah, the problem with Star Wars kind of killed that idea. So what about all this new Star Wars stuff? Gosh, we're definitely limited at news, but what about all these new shows? Good, I bad, and different. Like, dude, young <laughs> Jedi? There's right, I always again, right, I watch the videos and, and again this new show is coming, Young Jedi, right? It's got Yoda and then a bunch of like Padawans from like, I don't know, what the time setting, maybe High Republic, I think. It, it's like, well, you know what's coming. Like we like all the adults know what's gonna happen. It's yeah. kind of weird. But yeah, they are trying to bring kids in a lot younger. This is a show that's geared towards toddlers, right? Um, and Jedi, I think that they're really pushing a little bit of get everyone invested in Star Wars because we build a park for it. Yeah. But but again, I think the biggest news of the week is still that Harry Potter series. While not Disney, it still impacts Disney. I mean, but they're just going to reach. They're just retreading the same stuff they did in the movies, are they not? Which, no, no, they're yeah. not. It's. Um, I thought they were just making a series out of the books, which they already. They are, they, but there's so much yeah. out of the movies that has been changed from the books. This is going to be a and true to book series, like like yeah, I, missed I, and changed. Yeah, I, I think the thing people don't realize, like you know, when you read the books, like a, a lot, or I guess. Not everybody has just gone and watched the movies. There are people that read the books and watch the movies, but there's a lot of people that think that the movies tell the whole story. And there, and there's a lot of like things in the movies that was like, oh, you know, this showed up for like a second or like, you know, it was in one scene. Same thing as Game of Thrones, though, right? Yeah. uh, Caitlin Stark turning into a zombie. Yeah. Dude, that's huge in the books. Yeah. And they left completely out of the show. Yeah. Out of the show, (laughs) man. Like, that's a game changer, I feel like. Yeah. So, anyway, we have to talk about this ride, though. Are we spin this wheel? Yeah, yeah. No, but I mean, did I hear Trevor say he was done with Star Wars? I thought you were just taking he did, a break. He did, but he said that done? last time too. So that's yeah. Okay. I'm I'm done with it just because I, you know, and I'm not done forever. It's just right now. There, Mandalorian is good, though, man. I, I I hear that. It's just there's Katie too Sackhoff, much of it. Though, is, a, is is one of my faves though, and I think she really makes the show watchable for me. Right. So it's 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 tough not to watch it, but again. I've been so involved in this epic hive and the way they film the Mandalorian and, and things like that, that it's yeah. been fun just to watch it. The background work is just ridiculous. Well, everybody's saying that Andor was really good too, which I did not watch. I heard that was great. I, I have no interest. I know what happens. The planet blows up. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I don't need to see that. I know what happens. But, yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't, I, I, Dude, it's not like there was a whole thing that went on and then like, it was hard for him to blow it up. Dude just said, blow it up. Like so, what story do you want to tell me about it? Darth I, Vader I said, "Blow it up." Story and it got blown is about up. leading to that, though. Like I, th- but, I, I, and I haven't watched. But it blew it, up. I could be wrong, but <laughs> but it doesn't matter because it blew up. So it doesn't matter just because in the end it blows up. So no matter what happens there, it's irrelevant. That's kind of <laughs> what I feel like. Okay. I mean, it's it's the whole expanded story thing, which you know I'm I get. You know, people want to see that. I just feel that I I don't need to. There's so many other things that I want to do that I can't invest myself in Star Wars, so it's kind of an all or nothing thing. For so, 
if you were to tell me, right, so what is it? What are they talking about? A new movie and Ray's going to still be in it and she's going to be teaching a new Yeah, they bunch announced of three Jedi's. new movies. Yeah, uh, they announced right? three, which yeah, no. anytime they announce new movies, I always like take it with a grain of salt because how many movies have they announced that they later cancel because of. But I would at least, like, again, if you're going to make me watch Star Wars, you have two options. It's the bring me forward or bring me something that's cool that feels like I don't have to, I don't already know what happened. Yeah. Stop with the meanwhile stories. Yeah. yeah but I mean, that, isn't that's, that... cause that's what it is, is that it's like, you have like the mainline story and then all of these offshoots, which are like, meanwhile, at the same time, or like, I mean, yeah. but isn't that the <laughs> same thing with the Harry Potter thing you guys were just talking about? You know where it's going to end up, right? Like it's going to end up in the place that you know. Right. So it's, I don't know. I'm just saying, like it's it's, but it's the it, it hasn't been done to death. Is the thing? Yes. I guess, you know, there's been <laughs> absolutely. I, I mean, I don't know. I keep. You're I feel picking, like they keep going listen, back to that Harry Potter well way, way too many times. But here's the thing: we don't have a story about Ron growing up, right? And then a story about you know the Weasley's family tree, and then a story about Harry's mom mm-hmm. and dad. We don't have all of that. Just Tonks and Lupin, like see, like yeah. there's side characters that hardly got any. But that's okay. Yeah. They didn't overdo it. I, I just think with Star Wars, if you're going to take me anywhere, I, I didn't even finish. Listen, this is how bad Star Wars is for me. And I'm a huge Star Wars guy from, you know, youth is that I didn't even finish watching the last one. I just read about it and I had it on my TV and was like, bro, oh, this is way too long. Like, I just got to stop, like turned it off and then just read what the ending was. That's how bad it was. So, okay, I'll, uh, I'll put this in terms for... Okay, this is a video game thing. If, if for anyone that plays video games, I know you guys don't play a ton, but there's a series called Metal Gear Solid. And I play a ton of video games. I just don't play yeah. those sort of video games. Yeah, so so the thing but I'm familiar with Metal Gear Solid. I, I enjoyed the first couple of Metal Gears, and then they got to the point where the the dialogue, like you would have cutscenes that would last like 45 minutes. Like you were watching that's an episode of something in the middle of the game. Like after you'd already been like playing for a couple of hours and it got to a point where it was like, I don't want to do this. any like like what you're talking about, Damon is, is it's like, it gets too long and it gets like, it's over explained and it's over emphasize what everything is like like to, to your point back about the harry potter thing tom like we haven't had anything beyond the mainline movies so well, we had fantastical beasts but yeah yeah right okay fair yeah but and again but that didn't even like touch necessarily on harry potter it was a prequel like like it went it went back in time like you were talking about tom or uh, damon it, it was you know you're you know it went outside of the main storyline it wasn't a meanwhile thing it was like you know these are events that led up to the story which is like okay that's fine we haven't had overdone that's yeah we we haven't had a ton of stuff like like the problem is is that it seems like with with star wars they keep like oh during the clone wars also this and you know we're gonna you know go you know hey you saw this character in one episode of clone wars so they're gonna get their own series how i feel about marvel though and i know tom does not feel that way but it's exactly how i feel about marvel the only thing about marvel that's a little different is is at least it's going forward but then they have the multiverse which is almost like the same thing It, it and the multiverse gets very messy as well like that they've rebooted they've restarted they've re done it many times because it, it gets out of control. Right. And I feel, you know, you know, Disney definitely, you know, they bought star Wars and Marvel and they're definitely 
getting their money's worth out of them. From a business standpoint, absolutely. Correct. But um, for me as a consumer, you know, I've had my fill and I'm waiting for the next I think we're in the minority thing. though, unfortunately, yeah. Trevor. I know. And that's okay. All right, but we got to spin this ride because I got to go yeah, drive my daughter somewhere. Okay. Spin this yeah, wheel. We'll, we'll come back to this conversation some other time. <laughs> yes. This is a conversation is better than chunks. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what we're going to get. I just don't know. All right, Trevor. What we got? All right. It's Radit. No, sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait, I can talk about both of those. Yeah. So I, I'm going to go first here just because I have to leave first. Yeah. Soren is such a gateway ride and I love it. There's so yeah. much good about this ride. One, where it is, right? Two, um, Patrick, what's his name? Patrick Warburton. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely well, phenomenal, right? Like perfect. And three, it is a little bit of a gateway ride, right? Like, so it's kind of that little step up from, you know, Goofy's whatever thingy, right? Sky School. Sky School, thank you. Or not Sky School, sorry, Barnstormer. Barnstormer, yeah. 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 And it's that next step up. Sky School's in Disneyland, yeah. (laughs) And I like that. I like that it is that next step up. Plus, the thing is, it's also a little bit of a thrill ride that older people can ride as well, right? Truly a family experience. Yeah. And it's entertaining for everybody. Again, I can see some people not liking it a little bit of a fear of heights, but I almost feel like you can kind of get over that with this ride a little bit, right? They leave enough around you and out there to bring you back to reality. Should you want to be? And then it's done well enough that if you don't want to, you're in the ride as well. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I, I agree. I agree with you. Cause my, my daughter went on this twice the last time we were there and she's four, you know, like, and this was probably the first thing she ever went on. That was really more than just like a, you know, Dumbo, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. so like, and, and she loved it. She, she thought it was, she thought it was awesome. And so, but you're right though, too. Like there are some people that are afraid of heights that this doesn't, isn't great for, right? Like, and I just yeah. wish they could fix the bend at the top. Yeah. Yeah, like I feel yeah. like we're at the top and the bottom because it's a concave screen. Yeah, right? I don't really notice it as much at the bottom, to be honest with you. But I do notice it at the top, and yeah, I just mostly don't the Eiffel Tower. Love the problem, right? <laughs> yeah, I just um, don't love that, especially with the new stuff we have. But again, they're not going to go back and fix it. I get that, right? Yeah. It is the screen; it's the way it was built. But that's the only knock that I really have on that ride. I think that's it. Yeah, I you know so it's the interesting thing about Soar, and I feel I feel like it's one of the I don't want to say one of the few rides that like fairly recently started at at uh, at, at uh, Disneyland, you know, California Adventure, uh, and then made its way over to Disney World. So I'm just trying to think of some other examples recently. I mean, was, was Midway Mania first at Disneyland, or was that? I think that was Disneyland, um, right? No, I think it was that was the other way. Because, yeah, it was right. I think that was yeah. Disney World first. Yeah. 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 It's just one of those rare rides that they, you know, built at Dis- at Disneyland. I mean, you know, California Adventure and then brought over. Uh, it was, I mean, considered one of the really successful rides over at California Adventure, too. I mean, uh, I know California Adventure, when it first opened, was not exactly the biggest success in the world, but it was, this was like the highest, pretty much the highest rated ride. I do want to ask, though, everybody. So, like, do we prefer Soarin' over California or do we, do we prefer Soarin' around the world? Because mm. from from 2001 until what was it? Let's see, 2016. 
it was soaring around the world and then it reopened as soaring around California. I mean, I'm sorry, soaring around California and then soaring around the world. Sorry. Right. Okay. Um, I guess my thing is uh, soaring over California is fantastic. And I appreciate like, the, I know they went back and they've redone the footage from it or they, they, they've improved it. So it's closer to soaring around the world. Yeah. Um, I like <laughs> the the thing I like about soaring over California is the, uh, I mean, when you fly over the, the orange groves, it's like the orange smell. Yeah. It's, it's the, yeah. the best smell. And the thing is, is, you know, this, this is like the only ride where you can, you can rate it based on the smells in the ride, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> I mean, the smells are um, all good. I, I mean, I mean I think compare if you compare Soren over over California, the smells are definitely better in that one than the new version, right? Yeah, Soren of the world. Yeah. I, I will say I actually like the the Africa part in Soren. Yeah, yeah, like like with the dirt kicking up. Like, I, I, yeah, I don't know. There's something about that, that that like it's they did a really good job with that. So I I feel like Soren over California is um yeah it's more it's more enjoyable, but I feel soaring around the world is still it's technically better like the, like they did actually improve on it but i mean I'll, I'll, i wish that they would just flip back and forth honestly i i uh, well yeah they've got several theaters why don't they just have some that are california and some that are over the world it's like that would be kind of cool if you could choose you know or run it like star tours and you don't know until you get on <laughs> oh it's just like a random i like yeah. that i like that idea uh yeah no that's that's a good one i i also have to say this is probably the soundtrack for this ride, probably, I mean, top three Disney soundtracks, maybe. Really? You don't think so? The, I mean, the I, music is iconic on Soren. I guess, but uh, th- there's far there's far more classic earworms that earworms that stick with me than Soren. Okay, well, if we're talking, I, I guess- feel like we're talking different. I, I, I'm not saying earworm necessarily. I'm more talking about, I guess soundtrack that works well with the ride you know what i mean like it's that's fair yeah yeah, like i guess it it, yeah it it doesn't live rent free in my head like other ride songs do that's i mean the only but if i say soren you don't immediately go in your head like i do that every time (laughs) like you know actually all all i hear is patrick warburton i mean that too hello (laughs) hello yeah (laughs) You know, and I I hope they never change that video because it's it's so great. And obviously, the best part of it too is you know when he tells the guy to take the take the ears off, and he just cut the guy kind of gives him a look, you the, know, the sheepish look. Like, yeah, the sheepish oh. look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Or you know, when he goes, "Nice job, pal." You know, like that whole yeah. deal. Like I don't know why he's just perfect for for the whole thing. Uh, so I was glad that they kept that when they changed it over. Um, to your point, though, you know, I, I, I don't know which one I actually prefer more. I, I like them both a lot. Um, and I, you know, I know they do some, you know, they do a fair amount of CGI in the second one where they really didn't do it in the original. Um, but, you know, it, it, it for me, it never really distracted from from the ride. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'm not bothered by the fact that they have, you know, some CGI animals thrown in there, you know? Yeah, I, I don't really. The, it, yeah, it doesn't bother me either because I, I've never. I never perceived it as like, you know, oh, you know, the, the, this is a documentary or this is like a real life, like, like that it had to be real life. Like, you know, I feel, yeah. you know, you know, it's, it's a Disney ride and, you know, Disney is well within their rights to take liberties to, you know, of course they, you know, they add the part where you fly over Epcot and the fireworks are perfectly yeah. cued and all that. Right. Like it's, 
you, you know, it, I, I don't expect it to be real footage, I guess, or, or, or that's yeah, not yeah. the place that I would go to expect real footage. <laughs> well, you know, sometime soon here, they're going to have to, uh, uh, you know, update the, uh, the end of that thing because they, they have the whole center of Epcot that just doesn't exist anymore. That's right? true. So yeah. They probably have to wait until they, they build every, all the new stuff and then maybe they'll film a new one and, and add it to the end. But, uh, think, Hey baby. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I, I think we joked about, uh, <laughs> um, when we were there, we joked that they should update it to what it is right now, which is just a construction zone. <laughs> you just have it be construction zone. <laughs> yeah. No nighttime spectacular. Well, there's a there's the temporary nighttime spectacular. But yeah, just, it's yeah. Just a big open space with some backhoes and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> it'd be great. I do I do want to mention the California Adventure has brought back the original version several times for temporary yes. runs. Um they haven't done that at Disney World, I don't think. I don't remember I, them doing it. Maybe they did it I once. Feel, I feel it's harder to do at Disney yeah. World. Because, yeah. pe- I mean, people don't go to Florida for soaring over California, right? Yeah, like, that's true. I mean, originally they did, though, because that was yeah. the only video. But, yeah. Yeah, no, you're you're right about that. I, I do think my favorite fun fact, and Disney likes to trot this out a lot, right? Like, this comes up so many times, is that, you know, so originally the concept for this ride, uh, they came up with the idea of doing a, a hang gliding ride, right? Like that—that that was the general idea. But they really weren't sure how they were going to do it for a long time. And and initially, the idea was that they were going to have each one of those ro- rows. You were just going to like load from the side and like walk across a row, kind of thing, uh, because they couldn't figure out how to actually, um, you know, to to do what they do now, right? So and and they really couldn't figure out how to how to make it work. And when they what actually the breakthrough that happened is one of the uh, one of the engineers that was working on it, uh, Mark Sumner, uh, developed an idea for the ride vehicles over Thanksgiving. Uh, he was he was home at his house and he found his childhood erector set and came up with an idea of how to uh, make this ride work, uh, where you load all the guests at once and then you know the 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 ride vehicles roll up like they do now. It's literally exact. He created exactly what exists now on the ride so hmm. um always kind of a, a fun fact that that they they like to throw out there and uh if you've ever watched like imagineering story like or, or really anything else about um about you know like imagineering they they always like to show the the erector set of sora and uh you know that this guy built so i'm assuming they have it somewhere like in a case at uh an imagineering. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably under glass like in a museum kind yeah. of thing yeah yeah and and so this was widely to believe to be it's the it's the first flying theater ride right so this was the first flying theater ride there have been a lot after that um you can find these rides now at like uh you know just like regular theme parks like outside of disney too um but you know this is also one though that's made its way it's a california adventure it's at epcot it's uh, also there's one at shanghai called soaring over the horizon uh, and Tokyo Disney Sea has one as well called Soren Fantastic Flight. So it's it's really been uh, you know been been a lot of places. It, it's also interesting with this ride too is that you know and and you'll hear cast members talk about this sometimes too is like the majority of the movement is not within the ride vehicles. You're barely moving really. It's all just you know that that screen is making you feel like you're moving right because of the the way they you know the size and the way they film it and, and all that. So it's um. It's it is really uh, interesting that you know a lot of people will feel like they're moving and and or you know also too, you know how many people pick up their legs when they're you know when you're coming down towards the water or you're getting close to like the Eiffel Tower like people pick up their legs you know like they're mm-hmm. uh, because they're they're you know I it's just I guess maybe an instinct or whatever but 
um, you know, really a funny thing. And, and it's also, you know, another thing too. Uh, so there's two theaters uh, in California and Shanghai. There's three th- theaters in Florida. They added in 2016, they added the third theater. So they have a pretty large capacity. They move a lot of people through, uh, through this thing, uh, you know, so 87 people per theater um at once and so they 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 move people quickly through this ride Uh, that's assuming i I know they don't always run all three theaters at the same time in in florida so so something to keep in mind i guess for anybody who hasn't been on the ride is that depending on the time of year you go you know you you know you're listening to us and going well you know they move you know you know 87 people per theater why is it still you know a 45 minute wait well because they're probably actually running theater one and maybe theater two like where somebody puked in theater three <laughs> that yeah, happened I, to me one time <laughs> protein spills are definitely a thing um with this ride and actually to that and like that's that's actually why my wife doesn't ride it like you were saying it because it, it does simulate movement and and you're not actually moving a lot for people with motion sickness it's not the best ride for that so um again you know keep keep that in mind for you know your own family that uh it, it is a great family ride absolutely but not everybody in the family can necessarily enjoy it. It's yeah, not no, super that, intense, but it's, it's really still, not, yeah, yeah it, it can still affect people with motion sickness, unfortunately. Well, I mean, my, my, my sister's a good example, right? My sister has gone skydiving. She'll go on any roller coaster imaginable, but she does not like Soren. <laughs> like, it just, something about the, the hanging up in the air like that yep. just bothers her. So she, she won't do Soren ever. Um, I mean, she's done it, but she won't do it again. It's it's also worth noting too here with Soren. Soren actually replaced um, Food Rocks. <laughs> so, if anybody remembers Food Rocks from 1994 to 2004, um, you know, the, I mean, and it also didn't exactly replace that, right? Like, it's Food Rocks was not as large as the theaters are now. Um, so they actually, you know, built built these theaters outside of the uh, the, the the land pavilion. Um, I, when I say replace Food Rocks, it replaced Food Rocks at Disney World, right? So it didn't replace anything in California Adventure because it was one of the original rides in that park. So, um, so yeah. So, but uh, I, I actually, it's funny. I don't really have any memory of Food Rocks at all. I actually just looked this up as you were talking about, it and I was there in two thousand and three, and I don't remember this at all. I mean, I I remember like I know some of like the songs that were associated with it. Like I remember those for some reason, but I don't. Uh, I I actually remember you know Kitchen Cabaret more than I remember Food Rocks, right? Like I you know, um, because I, I think I saw Kitchen Cabaret, uh, which you know was which is what it replaced. So there's also like been rumors too, and I don't know if this is true that some of the 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 uh the some of the old sets for Food Rocks is are actually still behind the walls of the queue of Soren, like they just left the stuff in there but i don't know if that's true or not who knows <laughs> i mean i i wouldn't be surprised because disney does do that a lot they'll just kind of block things off and yeah. leave them there so yeah i i it, the hard part is is unless you're going to you know find a way to get in like maintenance corridors yeah. and stuff yeah. like that you'll never you'll never see never that actually, stuff again. you'll never you'll never actually know yeah yeah so it's also worth worth noting from like a DVC angle that this actually there there was they were doing for a long time a DVC exclusive like little tour of you know a little behind the scenes tour. I, I actually don't know if that came back. Um but I tried to get it one time and it's like impossible to get. It's it's free but it's like it's so so difficult to get for whatever reason. I I think it's just a small tour but yeah, if if they only run it like once a day and it's like, you know, 
maximum 20 people. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. I do hope at some point they try to fix the, the whole Eiffel tower thing. Like I, I would, I would like them to try to fix that. I, I'm sure there's something they can do. Right. The, the act, <laughs> the weird thing is the easiest way to fix that would actually be to modify the video. That's what so I'm that, saying. Like so could, that like, it's CGI distorted. Yeah. 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 If they distort it, you could actually make it look somewhat normal. But I, I think part of the problem is, is that the way, the way that you fly towards it is, yeah, it, it goes from in the distance. It's fine. But then I, I feel like whoever did it was like, like, you know, they were doing it on a flat screen. They're like, yeah, that looks good. And didn't actually, and you know, nobody actually looked at it on the screen that it was supposed to be on. I feel like they would have had to though. Cause usually they like program, like you always see the imaginers like programming stuff, like sitting in the seats, you know what I mean? Like they're yeah, usually like but- sitting in the seats doing it like while they watch the video. I, but, I mean, that's what I, but yeah, I, I don't know if maybe Trevor to your point, like maybe they got to that point and they were like, well, it's already filmed and we got to open this thing in like a couple weeks. You know? Yeah. I, <laughs> like what are I we going to do? Uh, I, yeah. I think it's more a matter of they, they, they did all the, the pre-production stuff. And then, yeah, like you said, they, like the Imaginers do start like testing it and everything. And it was probably a matter of, you know, they got on it and they, they, I mean, th- this happens all the time where it's like, you, you kind of see something and you're like, Oh, you know, that doesn't quite look right. Well, like you said, yeah, you know, well, we're, we're far enough along here. Are we going to go back and spend, you know, you know, a whole bunch more hours and money to fix this thing? Or do we yeah. just go, eh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of kind of what I'm thinking, too. So, yeah. All right. Well, All right. I don't have anything else about Soren. I don't know if you do, but um, that's that's it. No, nope. I, I think, you know, one of my favorite you know, rides, the, honestly, at Disney. The wheel was nice to us this week and gave us a good ride. So, <laughs> I think they've all been good, but you know, this is this is definitely one of the more popular ones. I, I like I said, I I, I love Soren. It's one of my favorite rides. It's kind of one of those must dos at Epcot for us. I I don't think there's a trip that goes by where we don't ride Soren multiple times when we're at Epcot. So, see that that that's funny because uh, like I'll for me it's I'll ride Living with the Land <laughs> multiple times. Really, Soren is. Um, and I think because it's just me and my son and, you know, depending on wait times, I, I have skipped yeah. Soren on a couple of trips. Well, you don't want to leave your, you don't want to leave your wife out too many times, right? Yeah. I get that. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's the thing is it's kind of a, yeah, we'll, we'll leave it because it's, you know, the, the party's splitting up to do it anyway. So yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, uh, we'll move over to some DVC news. And, and by the way, you know, with the spring, with spring break going on, not a ton of news this week. So we're, this is probably going to be, uh, a little bit quicker than our usual show, but you know we mm-hmm. always say that, and then we go on forever. So, uh, DVC has not released full points charts yet for the villas at Disneyland Hotel. However, uh, and this is according to our friends over at uh, DVC News, uh, they did uh, have to do the uh, what's called the multi-site public offering statement, which is uh, you know the kind of some of the government go- governance documents that they have to file for the timeshare program, and you know. I kind of speculated on a previous show that the reason why they're not doing points booking yet or selling points yet is because they need to do, you know, they still need to get the uh, government approval. And it, it, this kind of makes me feel like that's, that's true, right? Like they're considering this statement just came out. Right. Yeah. But essentially because of, uh, they put this out there, there's uh something part of it called a maximum re- reallocation chart. And um, basically, you know, it's it's helping us kind of see around what the uh what the price what the points might be per night what the price chart i mean a point chart might look like um so 
let's see here. And this is so basically this chart is um you know the number of points required required if the rooms were priced identically every night of the year, which obviously it isn't, right? Because they're variable. We we know that they're variable. So, um, yeah. but so for example, so the the example they have here is uh, Grand Californian for a studio is the maximum amount is twenty one points per night. So if they got rid of the variable charts every single night of the year would be twenty one points. Um, so essentially, what they're saying here it's it's actually the same. It's looking like it's the same point values. Essentially, with the exception of the uh, three bedroom, as uh, as Grand Californian, which I mean, I guess makes sense, right? Like, I think we yeah, assumed kinda, it would be about the same, right? It, it kind of does, because uh, I, I mean, two two things to think about is one, it's you know, Disneyland hotel or, or Disneyland in general, everything is much more compact. So, yeah, um, in terms of distance between this and Grand Californian, you're talking it's like a five minute walk from one to the other. Yeah, so. Yeah. So these are all very close proximity. And, you know, because of that, Disney will use that as, you know, justification for why point values are the way they are looking at. Um, so I'm looking at this chart that they put where they're, they're kind of yeah. speculating based, based on the, the, the no. fact that the deluxe studio is lining up, but, you know, 21 points per night. Um, they have the duo studios, which go, a standard view is 16 points a night, preferred is 17, garden unit is 19 points. So so this is also kind of lining up similar to um Riviera. Yeah, yeah. Like so um yeah, I get you know, and, and I get I guess the, the thing is is you know, you know, I think people were maybe thinking that um, you know, oh, this is a big bigger uh bigger hotel, so maybe the the points per night will be cheaper, which you, you know, I, that logic kind of holds water. Like, like, you know, you look at, at bigger resorts like um, like Saratoga and stuff where you're like, oh, you know, because it's a bigger resort, you know, they can offer the points at cheaper. But location is actually the bigger thing here than than how many rooms they have. So because of the fact that it is, you know, the Disneyland Hotel is a prime location, you're not going to see much deviation between grand californian points and villas at disneyland points yeah and that's kind of what it seems from this chart right so like they're they're saying you know essentially the 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 conclusion that uh, dvc news is coming to is that um you know even though we don't have the numbers we can assume that the point cost for disneyland hotel will be nearly the same as grand californian right and, and like you said that makes sense right now the villas at disneyland hotel do have different room categories like you said they have the the duo studios and then they have, uh, you know, they have different um, uh, view deluxe studio views as well. Um, but you know, I think this kind of gives us a good idea of what the range is going to be. And truthfully, it's it's really not that bad. I mean, uh, you know, a maximum of twenty one uh, per night for a deluxe studio standard view, that's not too bad. I mean, especially for most people that go to Disneyland, you know, staying maybe three to four nights at the most, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, four nights you're you're talking around a hundred points, which this also goes back to, um, or, or eighty to yeah, yeah eighty to hundred yeah. points. But yeah. um, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about, you know, with them lowering the uh, the minimum buy-in, right? Yeah, yeah, is that yeah, you, you know, you know, looking at these point charts and that it kind of makes sense that they're assuming people may buy contracts based on you know I only want to come for yeah you know four or five days and so you only need 100 points but then yeah, yeah. but then because of that you know they don't want to go and give out um uh because there is the lounge now in in 
California, they don't want to suddenly flood the lounge with a bunch of people that have bought new 100-point contracts. So that's why they're keeping the the barrier between 100 and 150. Yeah. Yeah, that could, I mean, yeah, that could be the reason. It, it makes sense in my mind. So it, no, I, I, I agree. I think it makes sense as well. So, all right. Well, I don't have anything else about this. You want, should we go ahead and do our ad? I think maybe we yeah. should do our ad. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's do that. All right. The sponsor of this episode is a DVC rental store. The DVC rental store, a world of DVC company offers magical vacations at incredible value. Save up to 60% off retail rates at premium Disney resorts. DVC rental store now includes deposits as low as 25% at the time of booking and a built-in cancellation policy for every reservation. And as always, DVC rental store pays out the most to members looking to rent their points. Want to learn more? Go to dvcrentalstore.com or call 1-855-DVC-RENT. That's 1-855-382-7368. And when you do, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. Or if you uh, go on the website, be sure to select our name in the dropdown uh, that we referred you over to them. So. I actually just referred my, uh, interestingly enough, my, my sister-in-law is going down in, uh, in, uh, May and, you know, little last minute trip here. Uh, but she was like, I want to book a Disney hotel, but there's nothing available. I'm like, mm, yeah, that, that'll happen when you're trying to book a month out. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I had suggested to her that she check out DVC rental because, you know, could be a good place for some last minute reservations, especially because she kind of wanted to stay at the poly. So, so you go. Yeah. All right. Good. It could yeah. be good for that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I guess, yeah, there's always owners, you know, maybe trying to rent out their points last minute. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know if she's had any luck yet or not, but anyway. <laughs> uh, so Indiana Jones, uh, the new movie's coming out uh, soon here, right? When is that coming out? Um, I don't even know what the release date I feel like is it's on soon, it. soon <laughs> though, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've been seeing more, more about it, you know, getting the, the random ads every once in a while. Yeah, let's see here. When when does this come out? June 30th. So, okay, yeah. Still a couple so, months away, but as Disney's want to do, they are starting to put out uh, merchandise for the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh including this really awesome uh, uh jacket here. This nice uh leather bomber jacket thing, right? <laughs> the indie jacket, yeah. The indie jacket, yeah, with yeah. uh maps on the inside. It looks like it has all the the names of all the movies printed on the lining on the inside. Yep. It's pretty cool looking. I mean, I you know, listen, I I don't think I'm a pull off a leather jacket kind of guy, but it's a cool jacket. I like it. I mean, I I do wear a leather jacket, but because it's cold enough here to justify it. But yeah, this the the bomber jacket is. I mean, it, it has a time and a place. It's not for every day. That time and place was the 80s. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, 80s or earlier. You know. Yeah, something something yeah. around there. Yeah. yeah, and earlier. Yeah, you're right, and earlier. I actually, my dad had always had one of these and was, I remember him always wearing a jacket like this. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, I guess that's the thing is, yeah. You know, you know, anyone who, the, the, I feel like leather jackets, like, or people who have leather jackets have had them for like 30 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. Like exactly. it's, it, it's not, it's never anybody I know who has one, you know, you know, including myself, like I've had my jacket for forever now. Um, I don't remember when I got it, but it's like, yeah, they're, they're always worn in and, and just, <laughs> I mean, it's a leather jacket, right? Like it, yeah, it just exactly. never, it never looks new, I guess is the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but also, sorry, go ahead. but yeah, so, so I, I did like that. One of the things they noted here was uh, X never ever marks the spot was is written. I, oh yeah. Yeah. 
on the inside. I, I kind of like that. Like it, it's, uh, you know, it's true to, to every Indiana Jones movie. And yeah. I, I feel, or, you know, it, hopefully, hopefully the movies actually kind of bring back some of the hype around or around indie. Cause I feel like it's died off a lot. <laughs> I do have to say, I mean, based on the trailers, it looks pretty good. I mean, it looks like it's going to be good, but who knows? Right? Yeah. But, but I'm talking about, you know, back into the parks, like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This, you know, because you they also have the the hat, or they have the, a couple of hats here. It looks like. Yeah, they have like a ball cap kind of hat with like a what looks to be like a little metal thing on the front that says Indiana Jones, and I yeah. can't read what exactly what it says. Fortune and glory. Fortune and glory. It's yeah. not the what. It's not the years. It's the mileage. It's the mileage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a cool looking hat. Uh, I mean, then you have like the indie, you know, inspired hat too. Um. Which, uh, you know, I, I don't know if I would get that hat and, you know, like, where do, where do you wear that hat? Like, where, <laughs> unless you're an archaeologist, like, where, where are you going to wear that hat? You're just yeah. going to wear it around, I guess? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're, you're either wearing it into a temple or into Jurassic Park. Yeah, pretty like. much. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like the, it's like the it's like the Jungle Cruise hats that we got that they were selling for a while. Yes. It's like. I don't know when to wear this in regular life. Like, you know, it's a cool display item and I like having it. I just don't know if I'll ever wear it. Well, I, I have mine. I actually, it was funny. Um, uh, I, I talked to, uh, um, Mike on, on discord, um, that cause he was, uh, he was the one who got us those hats. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's right. And, and he asked about it and I, I just said, I actually have mine on a shelf behind me where I'm sitting right now, I'm looking at it as we're yeah, I'm looking at mine as well. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> and, mine's right in front of me. And it's, <laughs> and it's like with all my other Disney stuff, like it, it's kind of, it's kind of been enshrined in the too good to wear. I agree. Area. Like, yeah. So honestly, yeah, I, I feel, think it might be one of the best pieces of Disney merch that I have. Like I, I really, it is, it's yeah. a very cool hat. It's an extraordinarily cool hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to wear it because I don't want to wreck it. <laughs> so. You know, I I completely agree with you. Yeah, totally agree with you. Um, so you know, I you know, you're talking about it getting back into the parks. I mean, it really does feel like they're doing that, right? I don't know what this mm-hmm. coin is, this themed coin. I don't I don't know what that's all about, but like they're selling like some cool jewelry, but they're also doing pins, which is great. I love that there's pins a couple are good. Pins. Yeah, yeah. Couple themed pins, um, and a couple theme like uh like clip keychains, keychain things, yeah. Yeah. Uh they got a backpack, which I don't love. It's kind of cool. It's got the iconic, you know, boulder rolling after him, but uh, you know, mm-hmm. not not my favorite thing I've ever seen. Um, but there's some games here too, which is kind of cool. Um let's see, Indiana Jones Cryptic, uh Indiana Jones Throw Me the Idol, Something Wild, Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones Sands of Adventure. Something wild appears to be Uno, <laughs> or something yeah. something it, like that. Maybe I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, it looks like a, a modified version of, or no, actually, it says the card game of character combos. Oh, okay, so, so it's not. It just looks like Uno cards. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't know what these two board games are, but they look kind of cool. Yeah, um, it's kind of neat that they're you know we used to get Disney board games like you know we have like Disney Clue and. Um, like Haunted Mansion or there's a Haunted oh, Mansion yeah, yeah. board game and stuff, which, you know, I love those. Like when we, when we found them, it was like, you know, you, you found them in the parks and it's like, oh, cool. You know, we'll take a board game home and, and, you know, it, you know, we take them out and play them every once in a while. But um, yeah, there hasn't been, or there's, I've been missing out on board games pretty much since COVID, unfortunately, because, yeah, you know, yeah. we haven't been able to get together to play board games, but 
I'm glad that Disney's starting to dive back into selling board games as merchandise. Yeah, no, I agree because I I love board games and and to you know to your point, I don't get to play them as as often as I would like either. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's it's definitely something I don't get to do, and and um, I I really you know I love playing board games and I do like the Disney themed ones too. It's they're very fun. So, um, yep. we also though have some uh, I you know, and I've been looking for my next Lego set, and uh, this uh this uh Lego set with where, where he's in the temple uh looks pretty cool, um. I don't know if you saw this one, but it's, it's, um, Mm -hmm. it's essentially like, you know, it's got, it's got like moving pieces too. So it's got like the, the boulder and like, um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it. (laughs) it, It's, it's almost like the, uh, the set for the, um, for the show. show? Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Here's the thing though. Like, so I'm not a huge Indiana Jones fan. I I like Indiana Jones, but it's not like my favorite thing ever. So I don't know if I want to devote a lego set to that you know what i mean mm-hmm. but this one is also really kind of cool and you know i also typically don't do ones that are i mean this one's 1500 pieces i usually like bigger sets than that but you know i don't know we'll see it's, it's still pretty cool and they, they have a <laughs> what what are you laughing at <laughs> i i'm not a big lego person so i don't understand the um like if it's not big enough i guess or, or if it doesn't have enough pieces i i don't it's just me it's really just me i'm sure some other people like this too but i i really i like a lego set that will take me like a couple like you know multiple sittings to complete you know what i mean right. so like this one would probably take you know one or two uh, like it would take i don't know it, it would probably take me in total like six hours or so. I don't know. Maybe I'm just guessing, but like, I, I just like ones that will take me a longer period of time. It's like a long-term project. You know what I mean? So, but listen, most of the Lego sets are not like that. You know, like most Lego sets don't take you like several weeks to complete, you know? <laughs> so, right. Um. So, I mean, but some of the other things they got going on here too, it looks like, what is this? They got socks. All right. Yeah. I I like a good pair of socks. I'm you know I'm a yeah. dad, I guess. So you know, I'm a, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'll, I'll see socks and I'll, I'll I'll buy socks and that that's usually my go to for right. souvenirs. <laughs> um, they do pep- also have a a perpetual calendar, which I think looks kind of cool. That, it does look cool. Yeah, and then um, the their salt and pepper shakers with. <laughs> I, I, I realized we we have some of the the trash can salt and pepper shakers. And oh yeah, yeah, those are big. I, yeah, yeah, and and I'm sorely missing out on like like the like household item type stuff. So oh yeah, yeah. So we so got I think a lot of that good. type of stuff. We got a lot of the yeah. type of stuff. We 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 tend to buy stuff like that. Um, yeah, like we like the useful merch, you know. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, something yeah. you can put out and it actually has a use. It's not just you know taking up space in the house. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah. It's a cool tiki mug here too, um, yeah. So I mean, listen, this, this is cool that they they've got some new Indiana Jones merch coming out because, like you said, it it's not that it hasn't been in the parks; it just hasn't been focused on, you know. Yeah. Which the the danger of that is, you know, if you leave it long enough, it eventually just disappears out yeah. of parks, right? So you know, the fact that there's a new movie and they're kind of, you know, you know, pushing new merchandise again or, or you know, any, you know, rehashing some things like, like there, there's definitely some of these, some of these items relate back to like temple of doom and Raiders and stuff, um, which is fine. Like, like, you know, I, th- I think they need to keep, you know, keep those things going because you know, it's, 
it, one, it, it keeps people interested in the franchise. And two, it, it, th- this goes back to what I was saying about, you know, them getting away from the 50th merch is that, you know, it's, it leads into some interesting things that, you know, you know, people will pick up because it's not just your standard, you know, t-shirt, right? Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Some more unique merch. It's not like they just threw a logo on a t-shirt. There's unique stuff here, right? Yeah. I saw one of the other things too, though, I, you know, and, and obviously to your point, there's going to be, uh, you know, they're, they're, I don't know if they're just handing it off, if they're going to hand off this franchise to somebody else and try to continue it. But I mean, they can't just like create a new Indiana Jones, right? Like, and, and Harrison Ford's not doing another movie, right? This, he's 80 years old. This is it, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? This is the last one. So I'm assuming they'll do like a spinoff or something. I don't know. It kind of seems like they'll keep doing these kinds of movies, but they really can't do it under the Indiana Jones banner, right? Well, the they keep trying different things because um, maybe I'm mis. Wasn't there the young Indiana Jones show like back in the nineties? I'm pretty unless unless I, it was a fever dream. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the young um, Indiana Jones Chronicles. Yes, like 1992. But that was a long time ago. Yes. Yeah, but but my point is there is that they can absolutely take the character and you know I, I know what you're saying. You know that it is Harrison Ford right now and, and you know he's he's done after this movie absolutely totally fair but that doesn't mean that that the series has to stop there well i guess and, you know to your point they could do they could do some like prequels with like a really young indiana jones right like i yeah i just i'm just trying to figure out how you recast that role and you know what i mean i don't know maybe they figure it out in the new movie maybe they have a way to do it because i i do think they that they want to continue doing this, right? Like, I think they want to continue making these movies, even though they haven't made one, you know, between this one and the last one, it's been a long time, but um, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like they, they probably want to kind of revitalize this brand. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you know, there, there is always the opportunity to do like the, the passing of the torch kind of things, right? Like, like what they did in the last Ghostbusters movie. Yeah. Um, So yeah, you know, it, hopefully it does continue. Cause I think, and this goes back to the point about, you know, there's been too much Star Wars and Marvel is, you know, give some of these other franchises a chance to branch out. And, you know, you know, let me let me have enough indie that I get sick of it. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like figure out how to make that work. I don't know. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. It's it's weird because I want to be more into Indiana Jones and for every reason I just never got into it. But like I I was like that with Star Wars, though, too, like. I don't think I saw a Star Wars movie until I was maybe in my late twenties. Mm-hmm. Like just wasn't into Star Wars, wasn't my thing. And then I decided to watch a couple and I was like, all right, cool. This is, you know, I'm I'm not a big like sci-fi guy, right? So like it's not like really my thing. Um, but you know, I, I like them. I, I I've said this before on the show. I like Star Wars. I'm not like a hardcore Star Wars fan. I would say a casual Star Wars fan, which I guess is why the inundation of all the Star Wars stuff like doesn't bother me, I guess. But um but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I Indiana Jones is one of those ones I could see myself getting into if I really tried. You know? Yeah. So. And, and I feel like to your to your point about um, you know, what can they do outside of Harrison Ford? Um, I feel like you you know, Disney has a whole untapped thing with um like like both the Jungle Cruise and Indiana Jones could easily exist in the same universe. Yeah, like yeah. the like the Explorers Club, which you know they they do have history, like like they've kind of built a universe of it in the park, and I feel like they could actually 
you know, start rolling all that together into like adventure type movies. Right. Or, yeah. or yeah. So I yeah, I, I, I would like to see more of it either way. I agree. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Yeah. All right. So moving on a little bit here, we, right. we just have a couple more news items. Uh, and so Disney's going to be doing this for the foreseeable future, trickling out little pieces of information about Tiana's Bayou adventure, right? Like, cause they're, mm-hmm. they're going to keep teasing it until it launches, but until it opens basically. But We've got some new concept art, and uh, we've we've now got confirmation that uh, Mama Odie will rep- reprise her role as the catalyst to the magic. So I'm assuming maybe she because she's in the beginning or like the close to the front of the ride, and she makes like kind of yeah. makes everything start sparkling and stuff. Right? <laughs> kind of seems like it. But I mean, uh, this is the first time we're getting confirmation that there's going to be one of uh, an advanced animatronic within the ride, right? Because all the yeah. animatronics in the ride before were very basic ones. Now we're going to have like a, you know, one of the the newer animatronics in this ride. Yeah, the, the, I I immediately thought of like you know when we saw that video of of uh, Bell from uh, oh yeah. yeah Shanghai, right? It's like oh wow, you know that's you know it's a very very detailed, very um, high movement animatronic, yeah. and that's you know I'm I. I didn't want to assume that they were going to do that with this ride, but it's nice to know that, that, you know, they are capitalizing on that because, um, yeah, you know, it just, it'll just make the ride better at the end of the day. It's like, um, like you said, you know, I, I feel like it'll be, you know, you come down that first, um, that first little dip it, like when you first come inside the ride, Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like, you know, that, there's room there to do all kinds of fun effects. I agree. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah and they could like make it so that she like lights the, I mean, the, in this picture, it makes it kind of look like she lights the room up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, is they're going to do this thing and they actually, they really created this technology for the, um, the, uh, haunted mansion version. That's at, uh, one of the Asian parks and I'm forgetting what it is. Uh, the one that does, isn't really the haunted mansion. Um, mystic manor. Thank you, Mystic Manor, yeah. where they're able to kind of project like these little dots of light on onto uh, invisible um, fabric, so it kind of just like mm-hmm. looks like like things are sparkling in the like in midair, you know. And it kind of looks like from this concept that they're going to do the same thing. Uh, and, and I'm wondering if she's going to do some sort of you know little speech or spell or something, and then all of a sudden everything's going to light up and there's going to be all this magic floating around you, which is what it looks like from the concept art to me. Um, but I, I also, by the way, do think that this isn't the only animatronic in this ride. I, I, I don't think you can make a ride called Tiana's Bayou Adventure without having a full size animatronic of Tiana. Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. there has to be. Yeah, I mean, that, well, like you said, I, I think that's why they're kind of trickling this it's stuff trickling. out. Right. Yeah, Is, absolutely. you know, you know, they're starting with some of the um, supporting characters and then. I would expect like, you know, the final scene in, in Splash Mountain where like, yeah, you, you know, there should there should be a bunch of animatronics in there. But I guess we'll we'll see how how many of them are, are super detailed. Yeah, because I mean, they could have the and I'm, I, I see I'm, I'm forgetting my names here, but I mean, they should have an animatronic of that uh, that crocodile or alligator that plays the trumpet. Right. Like, why wouldn't you have that? Uh, Lewis? Lewis. Yeah, I think it's Lewis. Yeah. I mean, there's, and you could have that. I mean, that's, you know, I'm sure they'll have animatronics of them as frogs. Uh, you know, I would hope that they would have, you know, Naveen and, and her at the mm-hmm. end of the ride. Kind of, kind of to your point, Trevor, like similar to like Frozen, right? Like, so when you get off of, after you go down the drop in Frozen Ever After, as you're going towards the unload area, 
they have all the you know animatronics of all the characters singing that song together right like yeah. you would think that they would probably do something similar here right but um i i think i tend to think that they're going to have at least you know at least those uh, those animatronics. Like, I mean, do we know if the the bad guy from this movie, whose name is, is escaping me once again, Doctor Basilier? Uh, yes, like he would be a great <laughs> animatronic. Like, do we know if he's going to be in here? I mean, oh, he better be on the hill up to the final drop. That would like, be awesome, right? That has to be like a whole doc, like leading up to that, and then like all the 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 voodoo masks and everything. Like, yeah, I, I'd love that. It's probably going to scare some younger kids, but. This actually Sorry. does. <laughs> so this actually it does say in this article, right? So it says, "Here's what to expect from this musical adventure: brand new cast of original Disney characters with distinct names and personalities, dozens of entirely new audio animatronic fe- figures." So, I mean, that could mean a lot of things, though, right? So, um, I, yeah, I think that's their way of saying that they're not going to uh, cheap out. Pull, on it. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to pull what they did with. Um, the Monsters Inc. ride with, uh, um, what was it called? Superstar Limo. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. What, or, or, so, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know what, um, there's the Monsters Inc. ride in California Adventure, and all the monsters in that ride are actually the original animatronics from the Superstar Limo ride, which was not good at all. You know, go look it up on YouTube and you can see, you know, be glad that you missed it. And, but and you can actually there's I believe actually a video out there of showing like some of the monsters and how they repurposed like you can very clearly see like oh this is just the same animatronic they just reskinned it to Monsters Inc right and yeah. I think that's what they're trying to highlight here is that they're not just taking the the Splash Mountain animatronics and just reskinning them to Tiana like they're actually putting some some new animatronics into this. Yeah, and they and they actually do at the end here list. It says familiar faces from the film. Now, does that mean animatronics? I don't know, um, but it lists like Princess Tiana, Naveen, Mama Odie, uh, Louis, Eudora, Charlotte, Big Daddy, which is what Charlotte's Charlotte's dad is. That true? I'm trying, yeah. to, I'm trying to remember. I haven't seen this movie in a while. And the King and Queen so. of Maldonia and Prince Ralphie. I don't remember who Prince Ralphie is, but it does not list the bad guy in there. So maybe they're going to leave him out. I don't know. Mm, no <laughs> they can't do i know that. they can't leave them out they can't leave them out like like how yeah like every, every single ride that that is based on a movie like the bad guy is always in there how could they you gotta have some sort out? of tension right you gotta have like yeah to your point like right before that drop like it has to be that he's like making you go down the drop or something right like it's i don't know yeah I also want to mention, though, too, an idea that I love and I'm glad that they're doing is that they're going to have the scent of beignets being pumped into the uh, to the queue line. Oh, that's dangerous. That's amazing, right? That is so dangerous. What's dangerous about that is they need to be selling the beignets somewhere outside of the ride because people are going to be smelling them and then want them, right? They do in Disneyland. There's literally – it's like right there. It's right outside. And, yeah, you can smell the beignets in Disneyland. World, man. World is going to be the problem if they do that in World Mm. too. <laughs> now they don't yeah. say that they're going to do that in world. They don't say one or the other. Uh, and technically, this news is listed under the Disneyland section of Disney's park, Disney Park Parks blog. So, but it seems to me that all of this stuff is apl- applying to every to to both parks, right? So, but yeah, to your point, man. Like if they, I mean, they need to come up with like a beignet cart or start offering beignets over at that little uh, 
I, I wouldn't be shocked if they like rethemed that that uh that little stand that's behind uh Pecos Bill that has oh, in the yeah. past has had like waffle fries and stuff like that. They could make that yep. a beignet stand like easily, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, they could do that. Or but they could just gonna... sell them in the that that little shop that uh um the gift shop. Oh, you could do that that's, too. Yeah. They should just have somebody walking around with beignets, like when you go to like a you know, some sort of sports event. You know, they have people walking around selling hot dogs. <laughs> Somebody walking through the queue. Beignets, get your beignets. <laughs> hot beignets. I, I would be all for that. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like you're right, but I feel like on a really busy day in Disney World, that would like that would be the worst job ever. Oh, oh, 100%. I don't think it's like, a good job ever anytime, right? <laughs> yeah. Just getting swarmed by people wanting beignets I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah i agree with you i agree with you so yeah. i mean listen disney's gonna keep trickling this news out until they open it so yeah but i i'm i'm looking forward to actually when we see some of the animatronics i i agree because you know they're gonna show video previews and i'm sure they like like you said it's gonna be the type of animatronics that really you look at and go wow those look like real people like you know we're getting close mm-hmm. to that that point where the, they really, really look real. Like, you know? like the cartoon come to life kind of thing, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So the last thing is we talked about this a while ago, and I'm incredibly excited for this, even though I probably won't get to see it. I'm definitely going to watch a YouTube of it, right? Like, you know, I'm going to yeah. watch a video of it, right? Because so uh, we talked about this before. If you haven't seen the Hawkeye series, in the Hawkeye series, there's a musical uh that's about steve rogers from you know from from uh the avengers and such mm-hmm. and um they basically it was one of my favorite parts of hawkeye uh because it's just it was funny and campy and ridiculous and and i you know it, it was one of those things that kind of went viral and people people really liked um but basically disneyland has decided to create a whole 30 minute show around this which i'm shocked by they're doing a whole 30 minutes I, I really thought they were just going to do like a couple scenes and it was going to be a quick one, but this is a whole full 30 minute show, Trevor. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I mean, I guess that doesn't surprise me because the Hyperion has always done shows yeah. like that. Yeah. So, yeah. That makes total sense. So, and it looks like um, based on this, uh, it's going to be so it's opening on Ju- June 30th. It's a limited time thing um, for the 100th celebration. And, uh, <laughs> So what they're saying though is that they're going to do the Star Spangled Man from the uh, the Captain the original Captain America film the the first Avenger movie which actually was a really good movie if you haven't seen that mm-hmm. um, so that that's and then plus five new original songs and then of course they're going to have the Save the City song which was the one song they showed in in uh, Hawkeye which is hilarious and 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 great <laughs> so I mean of course they were going to have that they could not have that song so no. but anyway. Good. What, you know, since, you know, kind of like you, I don't see myself getting to Disneyland anytime soon. And, and this is running for a limited time. It, I don't think they actually said how long. They just said during the but, hun- Disney 100 celebration. So uh, however yeah, long that so, lasts, I guess. I mean, that, that could be <laughs> two or three years or who knows. Um, but yeah, you know, maybe, uh, you know, we, we should sit down on on Discord and like watch, watch this. this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I, I think it would be fun. Yeah. I would listen. I I'd be in for that. I I mean, to this day, my my sister and I will occasionally send each other a text of the uh, 
of the uh, the gif of uh, of of uh, them saying I could do this all day. You know, I could yeah. do this all day. So if you haven't watched <laughs> this, you have to watch it. It's just really funny. Even if you just watch the musical piece, because li- like literally what they yeah. did is they wrote a musical just to annoy Hawkeye. Like that's what they did. So and it's it's just so over the top and weird and and funny. I just go on YouTube and find it. It's out there. <laughs> so yeah, it's, actually it's, it's on Disney it's, plus. It's, a, it's on, it's on Disney plus. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Go watch Hawkeye. And yeah, there, it's, it's, it's not long, but it's enough that you, you kind of get the vibe that, you know, Hawkeye or I find it funny because it, you know, just shows how clearly, you know, people don't understand what the, the Avengers what are. Happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, they don't understand like what they went through and like, how, you know, lots of people died in this whole event and then they made a campy musical out of it. Yeah. So like, that's why they did it to annoy Hawkeye because he had to fight in it and they're just making a cheesy musical out of that. So I just think it's hilarious that they took something that was this silly and decided to actually put it together into a real show. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's all we have for this week. There's not a lot of news right. out there this week. So um, you know, we could have talked about the annual That's, pass uh, fiasco uh, ha- with uh, DVC members, but you know, did anybody what, not was expect it, that? <laughs> was it? Yeah, I was gonna say, was it really a fiasco? Because I think we all knew that one annual passes were going to sell out pretty much instantaneously, and two, their system did not handle it very well. Yeah, it was, everybody was going to rush the website at six a.m. or whatever time it was and crash yeah. it like that. We knew that was going to happen. And then yep. plus people were on the phone for a couple hours plus, I mean, you know, to get the, I mean, but I, listen, good for everybody that got their annual passes out there. Congratulations. I'm glad you have it again. I, I, you know, good. That's great. So. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, to put it in perspective, um, it, it, these things will eventually get back to a point where annual passes are just a thing. It's because they've been away for so long that, you know, people were clamoring to get them or I, there was a lot of pent up demand. And so, so, you know, it's to be expected, but I wouldn't treat it as, you know, every single time the annual passes come available, they're going to sell out instantaneously. It's going to eventually get back to a point where you can, you know, whenever you want to, you can just get an annual pass. And, you know, for, from my point of view, you know, like I said, on the, on the last show is, you know, yeah, it's, it would be nice to have one, but it doesn't work with my situation at the moment. So you know, like you said, great for those that have them and, you know, I'll look at it in a couple of years and I'm sure I'll be able to buy it without having to get up at 6am in the morning. Yeah, exactly. But hopefully it'll be a little bit easier next time around. So, all right, well, let's wrap this thing up, man. All right. Okay. As usual, if you guys want to reach out to us, you can always find us at welcome home podcast at gmail.com. We love getting your emails, uh, uh, you know, listener questions, um, people sharing their own trips or just, you know, um, you know, just, uh, having communication with you guys is great. You know, we, we love, we love our listeners and, you know, to that end, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Facebook as welcome home podcast, YouTube as welcome home podcast and Instagram as welcome home picks. If you're on Facebook, you know, make sure you have a look for uh welcome home Disney waitlist. Like we talked about earlier in the episode, it's our, it's our Facebook group that has lots of great, uh, uh, great listeners and you know you can always ask questions in there and you know just talk about disney and it's a generally good place to to um find people that that have the same passion for it that you probably do if you're listening to this yeah, this exactly. podcast <laughs> yep so uh yeah you know make sure you check out our group and if you want to help support the podcast uh go to store.welcomehomepodcast.com and 
uh, check out some of our merchandise there. You know, we got mugs and t-shirts and uh, a bunch of different stuff. So, you know, maybe you'll find something that, uh, that is interesting to you. Or if you'd rather, um, we also do Patreon. So you can go to patreon.com slash welcome home pod and check out our different levels of support, which have exclusive merchandise that isn't on the store. So you can only get it on Patreon and, um, all of our Patreon subscribers also get access to the Discord server, which is another place that we we talk with our fans. It's a little more intimate, and um, yeah, you know, it's it's just an, another place to to have great Disney conversations if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. And last but not least, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five star review. Uh, it it definitely helps more people find the podcast, which is really what we want. We, we just want as many people to, to find it as possible. So we, we do appreciate if you could leave us five stars. And um, if you're on iTunes, you know, leave us a review because uh, you know, we enjoy reading those and, and hearing feedback from people. I do not have a review this week, but I do want to read an email that we got actually. Sure. Just as good as a review. I feel like, yep. uh, so Jason had written us and said, uh, Tom Trevor during episode two fifteen. So it's a couple episodes ago now. You shared mm-hmm. news about DCL coming to Singapore, and Trevor was wondering why you were talking about it. Me and my family live in Singapore, and we're a Disney family. None of your other listeners may have been excited by the, by the news, but that was the best part of the episode for me. Thank you, Jason. <laughs> so cool. I, I didn't know we had a listener in Singapore, so that's awesome. That's that's <laughs> awesome, and, and you know, glad that uh, glad that that news was uh, exciting for you. Yeah, you know, it's. It's hard because it's it, you know we we don't live <laughs> near Singapore, but you know you know hopefully the the cruises out there are um, something you and your family can enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I, so I think sometimes we forget that we like people like over all over the world listen to us, you know. Um, but like that's why we try to cover everything, even stuff happening at the Asian parks and the the you know at, at uh, Disneyland Paris and and all those places. We try to cover that stuff still because we do know we have listeners all over the world, which is great. Mm-hmm. It's just you know it's it's funny because like I don't I don't think we knew that we had any listeners in Singapore, so that's you know good to know. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> So uh, shout out to you and your family. Thank you for emailing us. We really appreciate it. So uh, so also, though, don't forget to subscribe to Welcome Home Podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, just about any podcast app out there. You can find us. Just search for Welcome Home. Look for the one that's Disney DVC. That's us. Just a reminder to our listeners, Welcome Home Podcast is for entertainment only. We are not employed by the Walt Disney Company. As such, all opinions we express on the show are our own. So please consult a DVC representative for more information or, you know, Disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today. Huge thank you to our sponsor, uh, uh, DVC Rental Store, uh, for sponsoring this episode. And, of course, World of DVC for continuing to be our partners uh, on this show. Join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. Albert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. Look out, here comes my.